0: Jesus Hello hello all queerdos out there and welcome everybody to this new episode of Gloria Queer Stories. Today I feel really excited because we're going to talk about my favorite thing in the world, which is music. And my friend Balazs um, is joining me to speak about this interesting and inspirational topic. I feel really um, like uh, I, I really want to do this episode because we're going to give this personal and particular view, understanding how music has been so really important for us, all of us. But before starting, and let's Balazs uh, introduce himself. How are you? Good, very, very good.
1: Um, I'm super excited to be here and I'm really thankful for the invitation because, yeah, as you said, I mean, we were talking about um, one of our favorite topics Mm -hmm. uh, music. (laughs) Yeah, so my name is Balázs. I'm originally from Hungary, Mm -hmm. from Budapest. Uh, I came here to Spain eight years ago. Eight Uh, years already? Yes, eight years. Okay, kind of limited because I I lived most of the time in in Barcelona or uh, around Barcelona. Sitges and... Sitges and stuff, yeah. Um, But um, yeah, Um, so what about me? I have a kind of eclectic background. So I started out with physics, then moved to audio en- uh, audio engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm kind of changing career because after COVID uh, music business was just like devastated. But the thing is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, music lover, I have been music lover and I guess I will be a music lover for the rest of my life. So yeah. I'm happy to. To take this challenge and talk about uh, music and music which shaped me shaped us so mm-hmm. definitely
0: uh, so when did when did this passion for music started start
1: i mean hard to say i mean what i remember of it's it's um it was always Always. there.
0: Yeah. For me too. Yeah. Somehow.
1: So yeah, that's why it's hard to say like, okay, when, how, I don't know. But what I remember of it's, it's like, you know, uh, it's just there as a, yeah, as a tool of kind of, you know, escape of reality Mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'm going too deep (laughs) just right (laughs) at the beginning. But anyway, um, yeah, to, to cope with reality somehow.
0: yeah, I can remind of myself being a, a really young kid and singing this song, uh, El toro y la
2: luna. El toro,
0: toro enamorado de la luna, in Spanish, The, the Bull and the, and the Moon. And I was really young, um, but I was singing this song with my family and I, yeah, I think like music has been always part of my life somehow, like recording these um, cassettes in the yeah, radio. Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, okay. Yes, I, I had that face too.
0: Yeah, like waiting, you never knew <laughs> when the song, which song was gonna sound, sing, Exactly,
1: Exactly, yeah, 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 you know, all those radio shows, whatever uh-huh. shit, like having ready the the tape recorder, like, yeah, okay, maybe now (laughs) someone will ask for that song and stuff like that, but okay, it's, I think it's somehow linked to, (laughs) I mean, sorry, but linked to our age too. Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, I mean, when I started out kind of with music, I mean, only option was like really tape recording and stuff like that. So I think I, I was yeah 1516 when all this snapstore and all this downloading thing uh came in mm-hmm. um but before it was really like yeah and i remember if i yeah i if i if i would go back home i still have my 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 boxes of cassettes like
0: with all i love that
1: pop classical whatever shit like yeah
0: i love to create like these compilations of songs and like yeah, every yeah. summer and this song and at the moment I, I don't, of course when you're a kid you're not like thinking what is happening to you or, or you, ju- you are just like playing and um, dancing and whatever but yeah music was always there around me um, I think creativity and I'm pretty sure it's the same with you has been al- always like part of yourself but um I didn't conceive the idea of maybe um creating something for music or maybe i don't know i maybe i, I dreamed of being a, a singer but i never imagined of creating i don't like a music album cover or something like this and i have never done anything like this but maybe doing the podcast is something quite uh close to to be to the music studio um but yes and when i was a kid i was always creating this Ideas and stories with my toys, but also, um, yes, I always have like this um, passion of create something new, and th- I think it's coming from music and art in general, like movies. But I would say more, uh, it was more about music, and also watching the the video clips in I don't know N T V in the television. Yeah. I can think of Madonna's music video. I was like, oh, I "Scandalized at home." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so... What the fuck? I don't know what is this like scandalous." But <laughs> I absolutely love it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, for me, I think uh, the starting point is mm-hmm. has been always music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talking about cre- creativity and yeah. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. starting point for me was always music, and then anything else is just like you know. on that like videos to
0: that music um, stuff like that so and I'm thinking now about adolescence because um, I think I wasn't aware of how important music was to me um, to give a meaning of every feeling or moment that I was having in my life experience until I was an adult um back in the adolescence maybe yes i was uh using music as an escape to um, because of course uh, for me <coughs> i I already i have already mentioned this before like for me there was a change between my childhood and then adolescence and i didn't have like a terrible adolescent experience but i was very introverted and into myself even if i was a social person but i was keeping my feelings and my emotions to myself. And music was uh, an, uh, like an escape. Um, and I think thanks to music, I, I could like um, deal with these emotions, even if they were negative, but it helped me to go through all of this. And maybe I could cry listening to some music at home, uh, at my, in my bedroom with my headphones, nobody was watching on me. But it was a really good, powerful tool to have because it was like this invisible friend who was always there. helping me i don't know how it was in this moment between the, the transition between childhood and adolescent did, it, did music help you in this transition of i moment? think definitely yes uh-huh. um
1: so for me uh, okay so one particular thing is like okay so uh i'm hungarian so my language is like super super limited like i don't know 10 million little country in the middle of europe so um so for me i mean one of uh the main experience is like okay i could follow most of the music i mean at least where you have lyrics and stuff like that without you know with ignoring the lyrics Mm -hmm. because for many many years i i couldn't understand it Mm -hmm. and it was still kind of enjoyable and i wouldn't be able to to bring examples but um there are some where it was like yeah i really love this song but now I understand the lyrics and mm-hmm. uh, this really is like not, <laughs> not not that cool anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to the question. Yeah, I mean, for me. I think for me, music wasn't really just one of the tools for escaping mm-hmm. reality. It was, I think, the main tool okay. uh, to, to escape reality, because um, yeah, I mean, let's go deep. So I. I was introverted too, Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm still uh, introverted. Um, And you know, for me it was, I mean, at least speaking about adolescence, it was really like, um, I don't share the same things and same tastes like most of people do. And it was just all the time really kind of nice place to go back to, you know, you could call it like a bubble or something like this. but. I don't agree with this. It's like going back to your same, I don't know, safe space and mm-hmm. stuff like that and get lost and get goosebumps and get crying on songs and stuff like that. And kind of like, you know, expressing all those feelings, which I wasn't really able to, to do it in, in front of other people or mm-hmm. even to in, in front of myself.
0: And um, yeah. Um. So now coming to this queer or weirdo perspective of music, um, it's funny because I think that music really helped me along the adolescence time, but I cannot find like one particular song of my adolescence, which is like a symbol of this moment because I felt like, I don't know, sad because of something. I mean, I, I now, thinking of my adult life, I can tell you different things of different moments, like being fired, and maybe listening to Ariana Grande's um, no, Left Stup- no, no Tears Left to Cry, or maybe uh, the, the song that I played in my wedding, or, or these kind of particular songs. Being an adolescent, um, I listened to a lot of music, but maybe I didn't connect to any of these songs no i mean i i think i connected to them but not like um, they they didn't have this important meaning for me but maybe because i wasn't connected to myself i was like trying to escape and it was like a, i feel like in the in the middle of an ocean a music really helped me with music i i could release the tears and the, the <laughs> sadness, and it helped me. But yes, music was always there. I was always like listening to music in my dad's car and repeating these lyrics, the Spanish lyrics of these cheesy, romantic songs. And I felt like, oh my God, this is the only thing that I have. <laughs> Until I came out, and after I came out uh, when I was 15, 16 years old. I made this change of perspective inside even if it wasn't easy and it took a long time but in this moment something changed inside and it started to be more um, connected to my thoughts and find my people and blah 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 and from this point music has been always like of course, it was important before, but like I was ch- looking for my songs, I was looking for my artist, I was looking for, I was maybe like trying to create this universe, like find the music that I really need to listen to feel connected because I wanted to read my own situation or something like this.
2: Whoa,
0: Because I was um, projecting in them what I wanted to be, like I want to be like so confident and I want to be I don't know exploring myself um through my fashion and my look like them, and also I want to be sexualized because I wanted to have sex even if I have I, even if I was a virgin and I didn't know anything about sex, I wanted to be like the sexiest one, and I wanted to be yeah like. Powerful. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. during these years, uh, I I was uh, listening to Madonna, and Christina Aguilera's music, and not only listening to their songs, also um, watching all their music videos and also the music covers. I don't know how happened. I mean, when, in, during the, your adolescence, were you also like just listening any kind of music, or how was your transition? Adolescence music? Yeah,
1: so for me, I think, I mean, looking back now, it wasn't really um, a choice, I Mm -hmm. mean, a conscious choice Uh to listen to this or that kind of music. For me, it was more like coming as, you know, default, like, you know, like everyone is listening to something, most probably something top 40 or something. And then me ending up like, you know, uh, classical music mm-hmm. at the age of thirteen or something like that, or jazz at the age of uh, age of uh, eighteen or something like that. But I don't think it was really kind of a conscious or um, a choice I made. It mm-hmm. just kind of happened. I know it's 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 kind of vague or something like that, but it is the thing. Like um, so, I never I, I never really choose to be like, you know, outsider. It just kind of
0: happened. It yeah, makes any sense to be an outsider. You yeah, want to yeah. fix. You, don't, you don't choose. Yeah. To yeah. So,
1: I mean, okay. Part of the story is like, okay. I, I played uh, classical piano uh-huh. uh, from the age of six until age of 16, uh-huh. uh, the which, is, yeah, which is kind of mm-hmm. a lot. So most probably, okay. I'm kind of biased by that experience. Um, so maybe yeah that's why it happened like okay in my adolescence i i listened uh i listened to a lot of classical music um and then later on it transformed to to jazz which Mm -hmm. is also kind of you could you could say like okay intellectual music or something like that but definitely not like um top 40 something but again i mean i never really made this choice conscious, like, mm-hmm. okay, I listened to classical because, okay, no one has to do this or something like that. It just kind of happened. Do you like that? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And still, I mean, up until these days, um, I mean, Bach, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, it still can make me kind of even cry or something like that and have those nice goosebumps feelings and stuff like that. And you know, it's the thing like, you know, um, again, like adolescence, you are in your room at the night when all the family stuff is 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 done and stuff like that. And then, OK, just putting your headphones on and, you know, mm-hmm. just get lost, like and have like real emotions or stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I which I wasn't really able to do. Uh, with my family or with my friends or stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, um, it was really kind of a way to. Yeah, I mean, to have feelings, to have emotions, to have all those goosebumps feelings and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah.
0: So can you think Mm. of any particular song or even if it's a classical music, but like um, music for in, from your adult adolescence or even the first years of your adult life?
1: Adolescence... I think heavily influenced by classical music. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, by that time, definitely baroque music. Mm-hmm. Somehow I got really hooked uh, by Bach and mm-hmm. definitely by uh, St. John's uh, passion. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. let's go for that. So, um, so Bach is a German composer Uh and it was that, I mean, that time was really uh, when Germany, you know, had this uh, fight with with the Roman Mm -hmm. uh, church uh, reformist or whatever. Um, And, um, you know, all these little stuff like, okay, they really literally wanted to to have this split uh, with, with italian music mm-hmm. so it was very um spares and very laid back so nothing like super happy joy and stuff like that so a little bit you could say like melancholic mm-hmm. which i think it's, it's kind it's of with my your yes yeah, with your yeah i think definitely i mean melancholia it's i think that's the key <laughs> yeah i mean i think if i need to think back of my adolescence i mean my 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 main or root experience is really like okay i don't know why or how or i just don't really feel like in the right place uh, somehow and this comes back to like okay music choices like uh, because i remember like you know high school parties or whatever shit Mm -hmm. i'm really the guy like who was Standing around in the corner, like looking like, what the fuck, what what I'm doing here or something like that. You know, this constant feeling of like, okay, something feels off. I'm not really at the right place. And then I somehow, most probably by the classical music education, I had this, you know, you could just stick to something which makes sense or which has some uh, integrity.
0: Uh, stuff like that, and then, yeah, uh, something like this. I'm thinking of this song, uh, "Dragostea Din the Romanian song. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when this song was released, I maybe I was I don't know 14 years old, and in Spain, everybody was laughing of how gay this song was. <laughs> I remember listening to this song and having these issues because the song is a bit sticky. Yeah. Yeah. sticky. Can I say sticky? I think sticky. Could, okay. it's like sticky. Yeah, like okay, it's like this, it's really catchy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's this catchy song, but at the same time, because I... Uh,
1: it's not for an adolescent voice, right? Yeah,
0: when, when you have all these self-homophobia feelings around you and you don't want to verbalize it, it's like... I like it, but I hate it. But it's like, yeah, I you want...
1: wouldn't admit it like, yeah, I like this song, yeah, because it's kind of like I don't know, a statement like, okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, okay, I think it's a good point. Like, uh, you know, like, could be this song as well, but I don't know, I could name a few other ones, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, you kind of like it, but you just don't admit it, because then the response from society, from classmates or from from your surrounding will be like, yeah, okay, (laughs) you little (laughs) faggot and stuff like that, like. And it's still around. I mean, at least in Hungary, I mean, to be honest, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, all these, you know, I still read some, you know, news and comments on the news from Hungary and then all this Eurovision stuff, which I, I don't really like in particular. Me
0: neither. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> we are terrible
1: but, gay okay, people. <laughs> but I, okay, fine. I mean, people like it. The I judge. don't care. So yeah? fine. Yeah, sure. And, but you know, I mean, all these comments, which come back from Hungary and these general ideas from family or I go back and have a family lunch with like aunties and stuff like that and then there was this guy the Conchita, Conchita th- and I mean seriously I mean I mean all the comments what she got at least from my surrounding in Hungary, it was like Negative. Jesus Christ I mean you don't do that I mean Live with that, I mean, no, I mean, just accept it, okay, you don't like it, I don't like it, fine, but still, no, I love the <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Well,
2: laughs> <laughs> But the thing
0: is that um, I don't think being gay or being queer or belonging somehow, some way to the LGBTIQ community, you need to listen to these music artists like Madonna or Britney or, I don't know, Lady Gaga or.
1: I mean, I don't do, definitely. Yeah, I so... don't think it's
0: like mandatory. In my case, it helped me at the moment because I needed this empowerment feeling um but i don't think uh that's why i don't want to focus this episode about the queer music because i don't i think it's another trick to put ourselves in this box where nobody belongs to um but it, yeah it helped me a lot uh listening to this like the lyrics and as i said to you before like the the, the visual imagery but then, um, because Madonna, for example, she has been exploring these different music styles like, I don't know, pop but also rock and hip-hop and maybe trip-hop. Um, it opened my mind to listen to different artists outside from this mainstream radio formula thing. So, I don't know, and who can I say, like, massive attack, or maybe, um, you know what, when I went to a university, I don't know where this, all of this came, but I started to listen to Marilyn Manson and Marlboro Strayson at the same time, and they are totally... That's cool, th- no? <laughs> <laughs> they are totally the opposite. And at this time, being in the university, and also I was an adult, even if I was not talking about much about my... my um, like my, about my sexuality of the people was I I was hanging out at the moment to my family I was exploring myself and crea- and keep working on this universe and eclectic ecle- eclectic universe that I had so it was really cool when I started to think of I had, when I started to listen to Barbara Streisand and Marilyn Manson at the same time because they 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 um, It was like a symbol of the diversity that I had inside of me and also to understand that the world is more diverse of the idea that we have and it's it's not only black and white and maybe black and white they can be together in the same room but also blue and yellow and green open my mind uh through music in different levels and going back to the I don't know to the seventies and the sixties. Um yeah like uh definite, well when I listen to Barbara Streisand and Marilyn Manson this happened maybe in like twenty ten ten like two thousand ten and it was the beginning of Spotify and because of Spotify, I've listened to lots of different music because I, I have this tool in my hands. Not like listening to the music that I was listening to in the radio, as we said before, like recording these songs. Now I could find any artist that I yeah, want yeah, yeah. and explore whatever I wanted. Maybe no, I, I
1: mean, that's really the the side was guys.
0: <laughs> something like amazing. No, no, no. I mean... What I really
1: like these days, it's like okay, everything is out there. Everything is at your hand, uh-huh. which is because I know. Starting okay, out. I mean I spend a lot of money on music, uh-huh. because mm-hmm. you know if you can find it, okay you will order the vinyl, something like that. Uh, I DJ it, I don't know something something like that. So, um, but yes, I mean Spotify and 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 all the other services was really a game changer, definitely. Because I mean, these days I don't really buy records uh, anymore. I mean, very few mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, it's just out there. Um, I don't use Spotify. I don't know if it will be <laughs> posted on Spotify, but I don't agree with the policy of uh, Spotify because they they really pay uh, little money for artists. Mm so i i used for a while tidal and then now i'm back to apple music which is not the best options but okay um it still pays more to artists mm-hmm. uh, they're more fair yeah yeah and then if we talk about platforms uh, bandcamp i think it's a really cool uh, mm-hmm. initiative because it's so basically money goes directly kind of to the artists or at least uh to the label mm-hmm. um I wanted to
0: say,
1: uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, I just. We were to talking about this the
0: Spotify and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah. The, like the but definitely, power. it's it's
1: it's it's a it's a cool stuff.
0: Uh huh, and then um, I felt like I I have this this was really like a a, a sign, or a sim- symbol or whatever. It was uh, like a sign that I had the power in my hands to create my own reality or my own universe but like um in a real way like i could manage my vision of life because i could put my th- my headphones in the street and listen to this playlist playlists that i was yeah, creating yeah. so no and like. creating
1: playlists is yeah. a cool stuff no mm-hmm. like I don't know, I could open my phone and look, ba- I mean, for me, I mean, all those playlists are really like, you know, diaries mm-hmm. somehow, like I can just go back in time. Okay. Three months ago, I listened to these songs or that song or whatever. And then it's a cool stuff, like, and for me, it, it really works well, like, you know, uh, connecting memories with, with, uh, yeah, the, with even with a certain, just with a song or. Mm-hmm. Or that section of uh, of of the playlist, like okay, it happened around that time, and then I can get back really easily to that same headspace. Uh, just you know, rewinding in my playlist
0: and stuff like that. Every playlist from since this point, every moment of my life has been like Madonna's album and era. And for me music has been a really important part of all of this and also the artists that I have been exploring through this time. But also at this time I found this queer band called The Irrepressible. It's like a baroque pop music band, um, recently they are a bit more into like electronic instrumental but also, well, yeah, they are like experimenting, but probably you know this song called In This Shirt? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so, yes.
0: Yeah, it was very popular, but then after this song they released the the album Nude, Nude and this album has, like, explicit lyrics speaking about, I don't know, a gay relationship, like, two, men. there is one song called Two Men In Love. Um, I, Because before I was l- trying to find my personal reading of the songs, adapting to my own experience, um, I didn't, I mean, of course, when I was, I don't know, 20, 21, I couldn't see the whole evolution that at least we could have in Spain for the LGBT community. So, when I started to discover these songs talking about I don't know, a gay relationship or having sex or these themes in a very honest way, the lyrics, because it was the music that I loved and also the lyrics that I needed to listen to. So, it was like this great combination, and then step by step, I've been finding my the real music that I still is joining me today. Like Leonard Ray also. Yeah, like music has been always there around and as every year has been even more important for myself. I don't know how it's happening to you through this queer perspective or Yeah, um
1: so yeah, PJ Harvey for me was somehow really person i could really relate to Mm -hmm. or i had this feeling like okay we could talk about things Mm -hmm. or something like that just because of the lyrics because so it's my interpretation so i don't want to claim like okay this is what she wanted to say or something like that but what i take from her lyrics is like um all these uh questions about sexuality about uh, being a woman about um, uh, having this uh, addiction to relationships insecurities, insecurity, and, insecurity so. and stuff like that so it's not just the music I mean the music obviously mm-hmm. I mean I, I really like and I definitely my favorites are the, the first two or three albums which was like 92 something like that um, I know the uh, stories from the city and stuff like that, but it's a little bit after this period. Yeah. So she started out like really um, freeman band super heavy rock and stuff like that mm-hmm. but really this you know um, heavy, violent, disruptive music and stuff like that and then whole idea about this uh, relationships, sexuality, getting into this, you know, uh, space like okay, uh, women being as the dominant in the relationship and mm-hmm. everything. So what I want to say is like, for me, I mean, she really opened up like something like okay, no, nah, I mean you can do all the things like the upside down like you know to to get know all these different realities uh, which doesn't necessarily to be like the nicest ones or the ideal one or this happy pink uh, colored realities that was a message that yeah you yeah and English also uh, one one other thing i think any time after a breakup i <laughs> i mean still i really like to listen to her because yeah somehow i don't know for me she's really the very sensual and she really lives every emotion in the deepest sense and in the deepest uh, the deepest possible way mm-hmm. and stuff like that and yeah maybe you know This is maybe the way I would like to see myself or Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, So maybe that's the key. So maybe that's the key, like, okay, how you relate to to, to any kind of artist. artist. Like, okay, if you can find some, you know, connections or,
3: or something like that.
0: And have you seen Bj Harveys live? Like, have you seen? (laughs) No, not not yet. yet. (laughs) No, not yet. Not yet.
1: But the thing is, like, okay, maybe I I I will sound now weird, but I don't
0: really want to. No, because you're gonna. No, the,
1: the thing is like, um, to me, I mean, she had really like all those phases mm-hmm. and to be honest, um, I really like that, that the early, beginning. the beginning and she's not there anymore. Yeah. No, she's not. <laughs> so she does really, she went to electronic, she went to, you know, uh, multi-instrumental stuff and stuff like that. And for me, I'm in the most purest form. Uh, of her music was the essential, to be honest, mm. is, 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 is that first,
0: uh, two or three uh, albums. So no PJ Harvey, but what have you been your, like, maybe your top three concerts that you have felt this connection to the artist of the play of, of the whole performance because of, I don't know, something emotional, like you connected with. Maybe I can say mine. I my top three will be Lana Del Rey uh, in the tour of um, Last for Life. This I I I saw her in concert in 2017. No, 18, 18, I was preparing my wedding. I was living in Madrid, and I was going through a not very happy moment of my life. I've uh, I've um I, I've mentioned this before when I felt like an alien <laughs> but I love to see her um, because, of course, I love her music. She's be- I mean, right now, she's my favorite artist because of her lyrics and her music and her evolution. Um, I also mentioned that I was idealizing my former relationship uh, sing my relationship like a Lana Del Rey song and she's not singing about healthy relationships <laughs> at all <laughs> oops <Right>. but <laughs> I love um, yeah I could connect to her lyrics and also singing these songs uh, with her live um, it was so powerful I couldn't stop crying in the fucking whole con- concert every song she started singing 13 bitches No, 13 Beaches. Yeah, she started singing 13 Beaches, which is a sad song that I love. And I love singing
3: every song.
0: And she's not doing this music to dance, but we even could dance and it was amazing. It was magical. Um, yes, because of this moment that I felt very emotional and vulnerable, I could connect with her songs. Then, top two will be Patti Smith. Uh, recently, in June, like some a few months ago, she came to perform to the hotel where I'm working at. And it was an amazing, amazing experience because I... Well, okay. I need to do a break right now. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is called Gloria Queer Stories because of her song Gloria. Two years ago when I, um, I started to read this book, Just Kids by Patti yeah, Smith. Yeah, yeah. I got obsessed with Patti Smith and then I started to listen to her music and also watching the documentaries. Um, searching online about her and I love everything um, and I love her because she's also she's I think she's a, a straight woman but she's an outside, outsider and she has breaking the walls in a male society especially in yeah, rock yeah, music yeah, yeah. so I could relate to her because of all of this message that she reflects like a uh, you need to be who you are and explore yourself and don't care about what other people think but also being very mm, optimistic and to the future and at the same time thankful and grateful to everything in your own life so when she came she was like enthusiastic, enthusiastic. Okay, enthusiastic, enthusiastic. Oh, we don't say in Oops. She was like so happy to sing the fucking same songs that she has been singing for fifty years. But um, she was amazing. I mean, her voice, the connection that she had to her band. We also, we also were in this beach hotel between the sea and the mountains with the sunset so it was like amazing and also i was thinking of my time uh, when i discovered her so i could like reconnect with all these feelings and then he also read some pages of the book just kids so i, I couldn't stop crying he <laughs> was like oh omg <laughs> and she was powerful because she was very honest like her uh, herself she was opening herself in front of the audience and it was like so human it was such an a human experience and oh my god I have this friend that I met in lockdown and we are almost arriving to the, to the topic that I wanted to talk about. So the thing is, my top three concert is a show Siamesas by Good Derby, Cat Derby. He he's a Catalan artist. Um, he plays the, the electric guitar.
2: Yo
0: so he's covering songs and mixing in the same in the same piece maybe he's covering the this uh, flamenco music uh, artist lola flores and drake and kylie minogue so he had this speech around the whole show between every song and he was so I mean he's powerful on a stage because he can connect to people because he have this vulnerable and naked voice and he's on it's only himself and the guitar so when i went to this concert last year in december maybe it was only like 50 people in this club in madrid and it was so intimate and it was oh my god because when when i discovered him i was in the lockdown living here in barcelona and like everybody else, I couldn't go out from my apart- apart- apartment. Um, and I discovered him online in a podcast. I, li- I listened to him just playing a mix of six different songs. He was mixing Katy Perry with Sia, with uh, Robin, Lana El Rey and Miley Cyrus, all these sad bad singers from the from the two thousand ten, so it was like who the fuck is this guy, and I found him online. I follow him, then we started to talk, and then we became friends. We met in person, and then we uh, he I discovered this show online, but yeah, I couldn't see it in person. Like uh, I I could find the songs, and then when I saw the 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 show, even if I have listened to this live songs before it wasn't the same and I also I brought my friend Alicia and he told her like hey you, you have to come with me I'm gonna buy the ticket for you because you're gonna love this she didn't know anything about him she didn't know anything about the concept of the show nothing we came there and we couldn't stop crying because it, he was talking about it. this idea of um, finding yourself through music and it was so
2: beautiful don't you ever say I just walked away I will always want you I can't live a lie, running for my life I will It's you, it's you, it's all for you Everything I do, I tell you all the time Heaven is a place on earth with you Tell me all the things that you wanna do Heard you like the bad girls, honey, is that true? Baby, now
3: you
0: do. Yes, my top three is Lana del Rey in a, in a big um, arena. Maybe not that big, but it was, yeah, it was yeah, a big yeah. place. Then Patti Smith in an hotel between the mountain and the sea with 80 people. And then my friend Antonio, God Derby. And I don't think, even if I don't think it was even like 50 people maybe it was like 40 people i don't know it was so intimate
2: i'm right over here why can't you see me oh i'm giving it my own but i'm not the girl you're taking home Ooh. I keep dancing on my own. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so if in terms of concerts, um, I had many things on my mind in the last minute, mm-hmm. because I, I was just rethinking, okay, what are the free concerts of my life? Yeah. Um, so, I, okay. Um, I need to say like I never really been into like you know, um, this massive big arena like concerts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then um, um, I went to see uh, with my with my boyfriend uh, Depeche Mode uh, in Nîmes. Uh, so already the location it's it's that Roman ar- uh, area or uh, this. Uh, like Colosseum in Mm -hmm. in Rome, Uh, but in theater, yeah, exactly. Uh, And this whole experience, like, you know, um, so first of all, okay, the band itself, like, okay, I think Depeche Mode is a a little bit the same like uh, Patti Smith, because Mm -hmm. they they've been doing this for many years and they still sing and perform the same songs. They used to do it like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. But this whole you know, you know, when, when the whole arena is sings the songs with them and this whole you know community experience) uh a really nice experience because I I try to avoid all those <laughs> big concerts or something like that um, but it was a very very nice experience uh, besides of that uh, what else um, Lydia lunch uh, because of Patty Smith mm-hmm. uh, so she's also uh, um, so she's coming from this New York 70s scene uh, this no wave uh, punk uh, thing mm-hmm. uh, from the 70s really powerful uh, really could be time to time really disturbing music but uh, again uh, I think this is what I what I value the most in, in a concert like when you can see like the they really give everything on the stage yeah I don't They're really real, don't.
0: like they are sharing their art and yeah yeah
1: really like going deep and they don't really give a shit uh, they just do like okay what they want not the top three but anyway um back to this intimate uh, Mm -hmm. setup and stuff like that um so one thing is um uh flamenco i'm i'm a really big fan of flamenco i mean the the pure uh, flamenco and Uh so when we went to to uh andalusia uh to to granada um we ended up in in one of uh, those Cuevas or um, so Pips. yeah caves so in Granada it's it's more for the listeners <laughs> so they have this barrio called Sacromonte. Uh, sacramonte uh, yeah exactly and then so the weird thing is like uh, they have these houses or flats uh, built in caves so yeah. you can walk down and stuff like that Inside. I- exactly
0: no wo- yeah, the walls yeah, are yeah 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 and the
1: level of passion of this flamenco session was like pure, like, I mean, I was just crying all the time, like goosebumps, emotional, whatever, because nothing. I mean, just like one guitar, couple of singers, and that's it. You don't need more. I mean, you can do everything with a with, with, with couple of people. And, and for me, in, for music, this is the most amazing part. Like, you don't need a lot but you can still give everything and, you know, seeing this like very passionate singing, you could hear on the grandma like, okay, she had a flu or something like that. So it wasn't really like the nicest singing, but it had still a very, very, uh, the passion. And this is what really, I think what is really amazing. Uh, in, in music and most probably I mean this is what I'm looking for, anytime, uh, every time when I when I go out for a concert.
0: thinking of Bambino, who is one of my mm, favorite Spanish artists, he was this gypsy singer, Um, he was bisexual but I mean he didn't talk in public about this, but um, what I love about Bambino is that he was singing these female songs talking about men and he covered these songs like, Soy Lo Prohibido That we're gonna talk about now. <laughs> nowadays um, So he was singing these songs And he didn't change the gender of the person who was singing to So for an, a person who ne- didn't know that, that it was a cover um, He was singing to a, male, a, a man And in the 70s or in the 80s in Spain This is something like, wow, what the fuck Yeah, 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 yeah. When I discovered this song, it was because of Bambino, and it was like, what the fuck? Soy lo prohibido means I am the forbidden, and because of this song, I created the podcast We are the forbidden, Somos lo prohibido, but it's a beautiful song, talking about these forbidden relationships, that they shouldn't be happening, but they are, and even if it's not a queer song, it can get this queer connotations.
2: Soy ese beso que se da sin que se pueda comentar. Soy ese nombre que jamás tú a la pronunciarás. Soy, yo soy lo prohibido
1: flamenco is also very traditional. Yeah. Uh, in some way, machist or misogynist uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like messages. super rigid, uh, you know, gender roles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And um, so Hungarian traditional folk music is the same. Yeah. Uh, and now, recently, a couple of years ago, you know, you had this uh, experimentation, like you know. When women take the role of the of the male dancers mm-hmm. and dominating the males and stuff like that, like all these playing with the roles yeah. and stuff like that. I don't say it was super um, yeah, many critics say like what the fuck <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, I mean like Bambino. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 a really nice way of experimenting and, and breaking the and the breaking the rules, that uh-huh. rigid framework of, yeah. of the, of the, of the genre and stuff like that. And flipping everything And inspiring down. people who yeah, yeah. needs
0: to get these messages. I mean, yeah, when yeah. he discovered Bambino, he was older and for me, it wasn't like a, it was not a big, I mean, he didn't open my mind into this conversation, but also it was like, I, I have, I, I still have this big respect on him because he did this in a moment when being gay or being lesbian or being trans or whatever, it wasn't really a good thing. And he was using his art, even if he, even if he didn't try to, to get this message, he did. And he inspired lots of people. And generations after, I still feel like he's still um, inspiring these new generations. Yeah. the the forbidden people the forbidden generations yeah yeah, yeah. no i agree with this and before I, I i was trying to get to this idea of how music um has led both of us to our own creativity i mean how you have you have you are a dj or you have worked as a dj before and also i me my my art I was doing collages and also editing these music fanzines and all of this was because of music. So we've been experimenting ourselves, and we have expressing ourselves through music, even if we are not, uh, or at least I am not. I don't know about you, uh, but I am not a music artist. Um, music has been my tool to express these uh, thoughts and reflections through my projects but music has been like the, the, the yeah the tool Then um, I was uh, tell me about yours and then I will tell about mine okay
1: um, so yeah um,
0: can I still you one cigarette if you yeah want? sure
1: mm-hmm. go for how it how much do you have
0: okay no, yeah. go, go for it um, I never <laughs> smoke
3: I'm gonna smoke now <laughs> <laughs> because you feel like
0: an A2 person a
1: yeah, smoking during the podcast, that's cool. So, let's go for that. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, yeah, what should I say? Um, so, yeah, I, I did it for a while, um, but again, I think um, it's also a lot of personal, uh, well, you could say, like, transformation and stuff like that, because... Let's say I'm kind of confident with my taste, Um, but it was more like, you know, getting into music business. You have all these metrics like I don't know how many likes posted everywhere and, you know, like being present and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I played a lot of techno and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. uh, which was cool. I still like it. Mm -hmm. I don't do it anymore. Um, I made it to Berlin as well, uh, which was nice, but, um, so again, this is my personal opinion, so it, it doesn't need to be extrapolated to the scene or stuff like that, but for me, I mean, even the underground Berlin scene is very, um, focused on, you know, career and, uh, how I make more likes and more presentness and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and uh, so for me this is really not honest in some way so it's far from a way like okay what you want to do or what you do because that's the standard or the norm or something like that because I understand, okay, so if you want to make living from music and stuff like that, yes, you need to take it into consideration, like okay, you still need to be present, popular, blah blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but I don't really want to do this to be honest, um so I kind of quit yeah. um I still have one radio show back in Budapest uh once a month mm-hmm. but I mean nowadays i'm i'm so I'm kind of using music. Kind of uh, therapy yeah some ways like mm-hmm. i do my stuff sometimes i come back from work and then i sit down with my synthesizers and stuff like that and okay so right now at the moment it's more like okay if i'm happy with the stuff i did maybe i will put it out or send it to some labels or st- stuff like that but if not that's okay too i mean for me, I mean, the most important thing is that, like, you know, you sit down, you, you leave your creativity and stuff like that, and maybe that's it. It doesn't need to be published, not necessarily, because there are already many stuff out there.
0: Um, and you're making for yourself. You're making this because, um, well, in my case, I, I'm not a DJ. I would love to, to in the future, to experiment with music. This is like my next <laughs> step but mm, for me music has been like therapy as I said before I am um, he has um, music has been a, a powerful tool to to release emotions and also to uh, I don't know re- yeah I, it has been like therapy to understand myself maybe just putting my headphones on and taking a walk around the corner and just um, understanding what was happening inside of me. And then during the lockdown, when COVID happened, I I started to do some creative collage, digital collage. Um, and I was like mixing the, the face, the two faces. I was mixing the faces of two of my favorite artists. Like, as I mentioned before, Marilyn Manson and Barbara Streisand, or maybe Iggy Pop and Pamela Anderson or Jacqueline, Susan Bart and Amanda Lepore. So I was mixing these faces and then I was re- writing with my hands the lyrics of a song around there, this portrait that I created. So in the end, I created the, in two music fanzines. They were recrea- recreating the booklet of a music album because even if I am not able to do a music album because I'm not, I am not a music artist, I love the idea of the um, the album, the CD and the booklet and everything. So the, this was like my project. And so I was using music to express my um, thoughts and my emotions, because also I, when I created this, uh, it was a combination of the collage and some essays, like chapters of um, Reflections. Yeah. Yeah. So I was mixing the lyrics of the song with the idea. I don't know. I was talking about empowerment. Maybe I was talking about identity. I was talking about um, love. Different topics. So I was using the lyrics as a motivator to speak about these th- ideas that I had in my mind. So music again opened my mind and opened this door to express my emotions and my th- my ideas. And since this point, being in 2020 married to my ex-husband, um, I started this personal journey and during the lockdown music, even if I couldn't go out, uh, I couldn't go out uh, because we were mm, isolated at our apartments, music was my way to be traveling around the world around the ages like because i would i could listen to different songs of uh i don't know like from the sixties and the seventies and um, yeah music has especially in these two last year last two years uh, has been a like an um, this extraordinary inspiration and big uh company uh then okay I got divorced and I started to do some I started to do personal therapy, and then now when I'm listening to music, I pay more attention than ever to the lyrics because I need these songs to be connected with. For example, Rosalia. Rosalia this year released this uh, Motomami's album. Um, maybe for English speakers, it's not uh, easy to connect with the lyrics, even if you can connect, even if you can connect with the music, but when you understand the lyrics or the topics she's talking about or i don't know who um dana del rey again or uh, the and or um i don't know different artists uh, florence and the machine um as you said before when you f- don't feel alone because other people is navigating through these experiences or emotions and you can connect to them and this also help, help this also helps you to Verbalize these emotions and create something new from because this music inspire is inspiring you to create something like I don't know right now I'm doing this podcast called Gloria because that is me. Um, it's so powerful because maybe you're not doing something new, but you are you're creating your own legacy, and even if you are doing this for yourself, as I am doing now, like I'm doing this for myself, and it's so amazing because it's healing you. From all these experiences that you have before in your life, so music is like such a wonderful, beautiful, cool thing that we have.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, music need to be, first of all, honest. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I think. Um, yeah, if I see, that okay. This artist is really humble. Uh Meaning, like, okay, I don't have this attitude like, okay, I'm the queen uh, of fucking everything and stuff like that. But, you know, like putting out honest emotions in some way, it doesn't need to be a professional way, it really tells me something.
3: know what they
0: I feel um, I feel happy of my own evolution because when I was a teenager, when I was an adolescent at home, being alone, I was exploring or I was trying to understand the meaning of something. Maybe now it's not easier, maybe it's good for the new generations to have all this information online and all this reference, but also I feel happy that I try to explore all of this. Of my own by myself, and all this journey. I mean, then the direction that I everything took, even if I didn't have any control of it. But at the same time, and, and, and somehow I'm somehow I'm thinking, like, oh, these new generations they have it, it's easier for them to have these music artists, And I don't think it's bad for me, it was um, powerful and magic to explore it by myself and now to have all this easy, uh, in an easy way, I mean, reference. But at the same time, I think it is yes, really important for people to have this, I mean, may- maybe they don't need to go um, through these situations in a rough way, like maybe um, both of us we did. I mean, to be honest,
1: um, it's a luxury to have everything just like instantly on your plate um but i think on the on the other hand it's also well okay not responsibility or something like that but um meaning like um so even on myself i i really notice sometimes like you know because there are so many choices i listen to a song I swept in ten seconds for the next one, for the next one, for the next ones, and then you know I don't want to sound like a boomer here, but you know <laughs> back back in the days, like you know I could find something by the c d or something like that or record it from the radio, and then maybe I run it for I don't know for a week or something like that, same songs for a week or something like that. Um, I'm still doing this <laughs> because
0: it's because I'm an obsessive person, yeah, yeah.
1: But what I wanted to say
0: is like, um, it's, it's because it's w- it was what you had. It was only what you had. This music yeah, CD. Yeah. Music yeah. CD, yeah, yeah. More options. And I, yeah,
1: I, I, I still think like, okay, um, you need to kind of use it wisely, mm-hmm. kind of like, um, I think even if you have everything on your plate immediately, you still yeah, need to somehow make choices, which direction to go, which one to discover more, to dig more deeper and stuff like that. And um, but definitely, um, I'm using the technology today as well. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm happy. You know, I have sometimes these these loops of couple of hours in an evening, like. Yeah, starting from one song, okay, I check the artist, I check other albums, similar artists, yeah, whatever, and then you just I end up it. in a fucking rabbit hole, like, you know.
0: Yeah, never ending Yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. It, you know. is really, it is really cool. Yeah. So to, okay, even if this episode is not about specifically mus- queer music, I want also to do this last question, like, <laughs> If you have to choose for whatever reason, doesn't he, doesn't have to be your favorite. But right now, if you think of queer music or queer artists, who I mean, who will be the one for you? Sylvester. Sylvester. Yes. Oh my God.
1: She was so. great, and especially because so. she did the things in the 70s, mm-hmm. when even US was really oppressive on on gays and uh, LGBT and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I saw a documentary. I could I could look for that. I don't remember the name. Um, but um, so they interviewed uh, the the, um, the people uh, Sylvester worked with, mm-hmm. and what she did was really amazing. Like okay, her legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. meaning like before one one uh, show on the TV, uh, they said like. Yeah, but OK, don't dress up like a woman because, you know, it's a TV, whatever shit. And then she said, like, OK, we do it this way or we don't do it. And she did. And she did. And uh-huh. that's it. And for me, this is amazing. I mean, yes, Over there focus. are many, many queer artists even today. I mean, Arca um, even. Yeah, I mean, many stuff. But for me, Sylvester is, is the
0: the the, the one. Icon. <laughs> For me, is uh, Anoni. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I was thinking before, yes, when I was in the university, I used to listen to um, Anthony and the Johnson's her yeah, uh, yeah. previous band. And I love this me- melancholic music. But yes, also yes, yes. the lyrics. This album called um, I am a bird now.
1: Yes, yes. And you never really can. I mean, if you don't know him or her, you cannot really say, like, okay, is it a she or him but does it singing really matter? and Wait, stuff like that? Wait, there's something Bambino when I heard yeah, yeah, of Bambino. I it. thought no, it was I mean, a woman, it was a man. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then she, she's a trans artist, but um, with this androgynous voice. Yeah, yeah. Amazing voice and the lyrics and the music. And now she's experimenting with these new music Um, concept, um more into experimental, like, electronic, um, different styles, but it's like, oh my god! Yeah,
1: I, I yeah, An orchestra.
0: yeah, I agree, I agree, I, I
3: agree. Love her.
1: But yeah, in, in terms of queer music, I think my favorite era is, is that 70s, 80s, U.S., mm-hmm. Chicago, New York House, something like that. Because to be honest, I mean, for contemporary dance music, it's really queer mm-hmm. and it's really coming. I mean, the the, the roots itself, I mean, it's, it's really.
0: Those and even fashion, there was no like. Yeah, yeah. I think every everything was more mixed, and people didn't care much about femininity or masculinity, of course, men had to be men and women had to be women, but the expression yeah yeah, yeah. the expression art, the creativity yeah, was more yeah, yeah. and also okay. this you know creating
1: this okay um safe space, okay, very mm-hmm. popular word, but um, back in the days in Chicago in the seventies uh-huh. when black people was even more you know oppressed, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and yeah. then having those you know uh, warehouse parties and stuff like that just for black people yeah. just to come together just to be ourselves or themselves or stuff like that and mixing this with uh, gender fluidity and stuff like that like sylvester i mean i think this is really mm-hmm. really great
0: yeah, it was yes and we are so um lucky that we have now internet to keep discovering all of this yeah, online, yeah. On yeah, YouTube, yeah. the commentaries, Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever. I mean, we, and it's something that sometimes, um, I think the new generations, they don't have like the curiosity, not, I cannot, say, I cannot generalize, but I would love to see people be more curious the way, the same way that probably you were. And I was trying to research what was the music before. Maybe this is a ref- in my case with Madonna, like I wanted to explore Madonna's previous albums, but also you opened my mind to keep exploring more artists, more music, I don't know, like, and yeah, we also No, know. and I think Madonna is a really good example for
1: this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know her, I'm most probably not the biggest fan of her. But mm-hmm. uh, what I really recognize is that, okay, she's really keeping an eye on on what's happening Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like all the transformation she did i mean through all the lps and stuff like i don't know you know going from pure dance music from from the chicago Mm -hmm. something then to transform i don't know to uh, ray of light which was really again like this Mm. vibe william orbit yeah yeah madonna O and M- then picking G. her, I mean, she's picking up uh, with Madame and uh, mm-hmm. the, the yes. Latin influence of music and stuff like that. So. of his music.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is all, this is what real diversity is all about, to, to understand other, mm, other cultures and other perspectives of life. And, and also open your eyes, open your ears and open your heart to um, other people's experiences i feel so lucky that Balaj and I um we have found this um incredible world through music. Like we could travel around just listening to different artists and albums that, and I'm sure that we and there are a lot that that we haven't mentioned. <laughs> but um, yes, I I think this is something powerful and this is also the concept of the of the podcast i hope you all enjoyed this project and thank you balas again yeah. for being here thanks Something for nice.
1: the invitation it was really really fun mm-hmm. uh, even if it doesn't seem like i i could talk about music for hours uh, <laughs> so no i mean i really enjoyed it so
0: thanks thank you bye bye <laughs>
3: i don't mean to approach by saying this scares you, all of the big occasions you might have missed, no I accept you, and I don't even need to know your reasons, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, I think you sometimes forget I would know you best. Is that a teardrop in your eye? I never thought I'd see you cry. Just know, whatever hurts is all mine. It's okay to cry, it's okay to cry. I can see the truth through all the lies, and even after all this time, just know you've got nothing to hide. It's okay to cry, it's okay. a so world inside you know oh, what it feels like I want with, with you I can see the truth through all the lies Even after all this time Whatever it is, just know it's alright It's okay to